New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. This is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here at New Vision. Hey, thanks again for joining us today on another episode of our Walking Through the Bible podcast. Uh, We're going to be going through the book of Proverbs, and today we find ourselves in chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in wrongdoing and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death, and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful will be torn from it. What if I told you that the greatest spiritual threat in your life is not outside of you, but the greatest spiritual threat of your life is inside of you? It's, it's sin. It's, it's foolishness. Uh, sin distorts our perception of reality. It turns us all into fools. A fool is someone in Proverbs who, who views the world inside out and upside down. So a fool looks at reality and, and sees what is true and thinks that it's false. A fool looks at wisdom and instead sees foolishness. He looks at good and sees bad, and he looks at evil and sees good. And so the Proverbs are designed to rescue you from you. God gives us wisdom. We could never know this on our own, wisdom that we could never earn because he's a God of grace. Chapter 2 of Proverbs begins with this paradox that wisdom is something on the one hand that we should seek, that we're to, we're to cry out for it, we're to search for it like a treasure. But verse 6 says that if we do find it, that we need to know that wisdom is ultimately a gift from God. Now I have to say, I, I was very convicted by verse 2 when it says, turn your ear to wisdom. Uh, it just kind of reminded me of something. Listening 
is an active thing. And I don't always actively listen. Have you ever been on your phone, maybe with your spouse or your significant other, and decided that you're going to answer your email while you talk to them? It, it doesn't work, does it? And when they catch you doing that, they'll say, hey, you're not really listening. We live in a culture that encourages half-hearted listening today. We, we call it multitasking, uh, but we still claim to be listening. And if we're not careful, I've been guilty of this, you've probably been guilty of this, we can begin to do the same thing with God's wisdom and God's word. We can, we can not really be active in our listening. But see, wisdom, if we're going to have wisdom, it requires focus. It requires active listening. It, it requires a full-out pursuit of God. Verse 4 says that we're to seek after wisdom uh, like it's a precious metal, like silver or gold. We're to, we're to search for it like it's a hidden treasure. If we really want something, we know we, we go after it, right? We search for it. And, and I want to ask you a question. Do you have that kind of attitude toward wisdom? Because I know I sure haven't always had that attitude myself. Verse 5 says that those who seek, those who pursue, those who go hard after wisdom, that they will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now that's just kind of code for, for saying, hey, listen, to have wisdom means we know God. We know who he is. Uh, do you know God? Do you know the fear of the Lord? And if you don't, maybe it's because you haven't cried out to know him. You haven't searched for him. Jesus said, those who ask, receive. Those who seek, find. And when we knock, the door is open. So the encouragement here is be intense. Run hard after God. That's a calling for all of us. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're old. And, and for those of us who do know God, Solomon reminds us that it's a gift. Verse 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So do you see the paradox there? We have to seek wisdom on the one hand and strive after it and look for it and search for it. But if we find it, if we find wisdom, if we find God, if we find Jesus Christ, it's because of his grace. And here's the really cool thing about wisdom. If you seek wisdom, it will actually become a part of you. Look at verse nine. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path. So again, wisdom is not about intelligence. It's not about IQ. It's about holiness. Wisdom is about living our lives in a way that is pleasing to God, uh, taking his word, living that out, applying it to our lives. Do you see the word then at the beginning of verse nine? If, if you seek for wisdom, it says, and if God gives you wisdom, then you'll understand what is right. You'll understand what is just. You'll understand what is fair. And verse 10 explains why this happens. It says, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So what he's saying there is that wisdom won't be something that's merely outside of you. Wisdom will be a part of you. It will be stitched into your person. Uh, how does that happen? How does that, how does that change in that transformation take place in our lives? Well, it, it happens through a change of appetite. Now, I always like food illustrations. When I was young, I used to love Velveeta cheese. In fact, I loved it more than real cheese. My parents would have all of these real cheeses, uh, and I just thought it was terrible. You know, sharp, cheddar, it just tasted nasty. But as I grew and as I began to experience the taste of real cheese, 
I realized one day, you know, Velveeta cheese is not real cheese. There's cheddar cheese, there's Swiss cheese, there's Gouda cheese, but, but Velveeta cheese, whatever that is, it is not cheese. And this is really what happens when you become wise. Your, your taste buds change. Instead of craving a, a cheap imitation, you begin to have an appetite for what is righteous and good and pure and holy. You just don't feel the same way about sin and evil anymore. Those who are truly wise, you start to have a taste for what is good because goodness and wisdom are inside of you now. Now, just to be clear, we still sin as believers. And yes, we're still tempted to sin. There's still a battle. It's, it's a struggle, a daily struggle. It's real. But, but what I'm saying is if we truly know God, we hate sin and we grieve over sin when we see it in our lives. We don't love sin anymore because we're new creatures. God has given us a whole new appetite, new desires. And so to close out this section, the father who's speaking to his son gives a couple of specific examples. I'm just going to focus on the one in verses 16 through 22. Here's an example of what it looks like to be changed. When we have wisdom, wisdom will deliver us from sexual sin. Wisdom will deliver us from the adulteress. He describes the words of of an adulteress and, and he talks about, really he's talking about the adulteress personifies pleasure. And he's saying, you know, her words are so smooth and what she promises seems to just be the pathway to to joy and delight and pleasure. But the problem is the joy that she offers is deceptive. It's, It's temporary, it's fleeting, and ultimately it only leads to death. True wisdom sees what's really going on. It, it sees behind the, the smooth words. And, and wisdom also recognizes that marriage is a covenant, that we were told that the adulteress, she actually forgets the covenant that she made before God. Marriage is a covenant, and those that God has joined together in covenant must not be separated. So those who are wise find joy in being faithful to their spouses, Uh, This passage warns us that if we don't heed wisdom, if we don't listen to this, the consequences of adultery, it ultimately leads to death. Verses 21 through 22, he says, The upright will live in the land, but the wicked will be cut off and torn from it. This is not an easy word, but it's one we need to hear. If you despise wisdom and you embrace evil, the end result is that judgment will come. I don't want to end on that note. I want to, I want to kind of end where we began. Listen, no matter how foolish, and, and we've, we've all been fools in our lives, no matter how foolish each of us have been, if you're hearing my voice, there's still opportunity for forgiveness and repentance. This is still the day of salvation. Remember how Proverbs 2 begins? He calls on us to seek the Lord. There's still time to seek Christ. There's still time to be saved. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 55 verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. See, apart from Jesus, all of us are fools. He's telling us, forsake your way. He will abundantly pardon. There's forgiveness. There's a welcome into the family of God. There's a new start. There's a new day. 
If you seek Jesus, who is the wisdom of God, you will certainly find him. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.